Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. Hope you're having a great day today. So, I've got to start with my shout-out to Yoshiko Dart. Yoshiko, guess what? On my way to Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan. So I've been now just to Japan. I know that was the most important to you, but I am trying to spread your husband's word, lead on everywhere I go. And hey, Ireland, I don't know. Ireland, you are surging. We have 17 countries that listen to this show, and, you know, I just can always depend on Ireland. Keep, keep doing it, Ireland. Keep doing it. I'm really proud of you. I, and to our lead sponsor, Hi Mark, and our other sponsor, AudioEye. Is that not something since I have the CEO of AudioEye, who I really love. He is awesome, and he is with us today to tell everyone about this great product, software. Todd, welcome to the show. What a pleasure it is. What a great lead-in. That was amazing, and I love the fact that we are able to sponsor your your, uh, radio show, Joyce. means a lot to us, and I know I hopefully it's, uh, I know Disability Matters means a lot to everybody that tunes into you every week, so we're just great, it's great to be part of the team. Well, I'm glad you're on, because now, as I just mentioned, this show is heard around the world, and no matter where you are, because we know that a lot of corporations in the United States are global and have offices throughout the world, so now everyone We'll get to hear why accessibility is so important and about what AudioEye can do. Uh, In the meantime, Todd, tell all of our listeners, how did you first meet AudioEye and what caused you to not only join, but take this leadership role? Well, you know, fate has a lot to do with everything in life, and I think it was really that. This AudioEye was incorporated here in the state of Arizona in the United States uh, back in 2005 and um, has been sort of in its primitive stages for a number of years. The technology sat on the shelf for a long time. My good friend, Dr. Carb Bettis, invested in it um, and became a member of the board. And in 2015, he asked me to come and look at the technology and and give him an assessment of uh, how how we how we felt I could uh, help or how we could take the products to to market. So I did, and I fell in love with this technology and especially the mission of this company. Um, name of your show is Disability Matters, and I think that's really a great segue to talk about AudioEye, because at AudioEye, disability matters. Um, We are looking to address a very, very significant issue around the world. You know, this thing called the Internet, um, it's broken. (laughs) Um, It is unfortunate it's broken, but it's really nobody's fault. Um, We never taught accessibility coding or universal design in our computer science classes in college or even design classes of any sort, uh, when somebody looks at digital content on a screen or on a phone, there are, there are characteristics of that code or that, of those um, visions that um, are not fully legible for everybody, as you can imagine. And that is not a result of somebody doing it intentionally or somebody saying, no, that's the best way to do it is to have it uh, this way, but it negates, you know, a large population of people. Nobody thought that way. But the fact of the matter is, Joyce, is that the Internet uh, and the 1.25 billion websites that have been built in the world were built inaccessible for upwards of 15% of the population. Yes, 15%. When we wow. think about that large population, that's over wow, a billion people on, on this planet. Yes. 
So, big problem. IDOI's technology addresses it specifically, and um, I, like I said, I fell in love with the technology um, and, and the mission of what the company is seeking to address, and that is equal access for all when it you comes to what, any John, device that you use. Yeah, you just made me think of something, and that would be that it's larger than that number, and why I say that is when I do travel uh, throughout the world to these countries that have not been doing enough moving forward with people with disabilities due to stigma such as shame. You know, right. there are all these people that are getting educated mm-hmm. that just no one has considered hiring, but corporations in those cities that sit like Microsoft that see a uh, talent pool they didn't know about are going right. to start hiring people. And many of those people have a need for digital access. And, and actually, I want to say here in the United States, oh, I get so tired of hearing, where are we going to find the people? You know, I'll go to these lectures. Where are we going to find the people? You know, we have all these needs for STEM, people with a STEM background, even right here in Pittsburgh. You know, I'll go hear people say, we only have one problem, and that is where are we going to find all the people for these jobs that are coming forward? Because, you know, we have changed Pittsburgh uh, still Still, when people come here, they're still shocked that we are now a high-tech services-oriented healthcare city. For example, Carnegie Mellon is here. 35 mm-hmm. high-tech companies have come from Carnegie Mellon. Google is here. Facebook is here. Um, companies like Duolingo are actually headquartered right here in Pittsburgh. All you know, right. we have this huge you're familiar, Todd, with uh, technology councils and we have one yep. of the largest right here in Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Technology Council. So you sure do. Um, yeah. So my point is this if you're looking for people, you're gonna start looking at people with disabilities and when you do you have to be accessible. Your website, you know, if you can't apply for a job, how are they going to hire you? But not just the website, the internal applications. So, uh, you know, I'm telling you, this this is going to take off, and I, I am excited to talk about something that just very recently happened, and that is OFCCP has come out with a statement that starting in 2019, they are going to go to companies, federal contractors, and and do an audit to see are you complying with Section 503 of the Rehabilitation Act, which means are you hiring people with disabilities? But guess what else they're going to ask about? accommodations. So Todd didn't even know I was going to talk about this or say any of this, uh, but I am saying to all of you, don't you think digital accessibility will be part of that? Of course it will. So this is a great time for you to meet AudioEye because this is going to be big. You know, this is going to be very big. And Todd, Probably it's a good time to tell our listeners what is AudioEye, what is the product. Absolutely. Um, AudioEye is, in simplest form, is a digital accessibility company. So you think about all the digital content that is out there in the world in the last uh, 20 years that has been built uh, either on your computer or on your phone or on your iPad or on your kiosk. Uh, everything is digital these days. So you take that in mind and you think, okay, and like I mentioned earlier, if, we, if, if, if 15% of the population is unable to fully utilize that digital content, I would say that is a very significant problem. And when I say 15%, of course, everybody immediately thinks about the, 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 the sort of the standard disability 
people of, of, of they're blind or deaf or some mobility issues. But when it comes to digital content, as you know so well, Joyce, um, when somebody's consuming that data and it uh, it 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 can flash or cause you know a, a seizure, uh, that is something significant. But you also add in it just the elderly population is growing significantly around the world. Low vision. Having low vision and being able to use your internet site is is a significant problem. What about dyslexia? What about color blindness? What about uh, one in every 60 kids that are born today with autism and Asperger's? They all consume digital content differently. So we got to change the mindset about how we uh, build that digital content. And at AudioEye, that's our mission, to utilize our technology to provide equal access for all. So what we do is we fix the sites first. First, we find out what's wrong. There is a um, standard that is um, instituted across every country in the world called the Web Content Accessibility Guidelines, which is a beautiful thing that there's every country in the world has adopted the same standard so that we're not trying to meet a different standard country by country. That is a great step in the right direction. So we first determine what's wrong to those standards, and then we fix that in the source code of the, of the website. And then what AudioWide does, which, which is uniquely different than anything else, is that we add a toolbar to our sites to allow those people over and above the, 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 the issues that we fixed in the code to be able to personalize their experience when they come on a website. So, for instance, if you're low vision, our toolbar allows you to personalize your experience on one of our websites by increasing the size of the font immediately, just hitting the plus key. If you want to stretch sentences, you hit the K key. Some people like to stretch sentences, have more white space in between each letter. We can change all the font on a website to dyslexic font. So somebody who's dyslexic comes to an audio site, they literally hit the F key for font and change it to dyslexic font, and they can now use that site uh, with their disability of dyslexia and be able to fully use it um, and not have any impairments. So that is a, a significant change in the way um, people are going to consume data going forward. But as you know, everything we utilize today I mean, you go to restaurants now. I went to a restaurant the other night, Joyce, where you order on your tabletop, right on the table. You just, you know, you, you choose off the menu that's sitting right on top of your tabletop. Um, you know, you go to the airport, you pick, pick your ticket up through a kiosk now. Uh, you walk into a McDonald's in a lot of places across the country now, you order on a screen. So it's really, really important that we have the capability of addressing as many of the disabilities as possible so that we can make it fully accessible for all. And that is really truly the mission of, of uh, AudioEye. So our company sells you a subscription. You put it on your, on your website. It fixes it. It continues to monitor it because there's a lot of dynamic websites out there in the world that change all the time. And every time you change it, you could cause an error. And so our technology has the ability to monitor that site. And if an error occurs, it alerts us and we fix it so you can stay compliant and stay accessible, most importantly. Uh, we put a certificate on it because there have been a lot of lawsuits for companies that are um, not making their sites accessible even after they find out they're not accessible. And that's something we should talk about in a second as well. Um, but lastly, we, we add this toolbar to the site it's really the great part of our technology that allows you to personalize your experience regardless of which your, your disability may be. You have the ability to change the look and feel of that site to meet that, that need. And that's really the sort of the secret sauce of the AudioEye solution where we can try and allow anybody with any type of disability the ability to personalize their experience. So that billion wow. of people... that. One billion people yep. on this planet that struggle to use the internet, we're trying to solve that, and obviously that's a you know a lot of people, and there's a lot of websites to get to. Um, that's why I speak at so many uh, organizations about 
move towards accessibility immediately. And for your employees, make your internet sites accessible. So the tools that they use to, to work at your company, you, should, you need to make them accessible for your employees as well. As you know as well as anybody, Joyce, because I've heard you speak so many times about the employees at your company uh, and how important it is um, to have the capability to use digital content as, as easily and as acceptably as uh, anybody that works for that company, regardless of what your um, status is. And um, that's our mission. And we're uh, very proud of it, and uh, I've been with the company since two, at the end of 2015, and you know, we have over 900 customers today, and we're just really excited about uh, the ability to uh, address this significant uh, problem in the world. Oh, that is awesome. For someone listening right now interested in this or interested in telling their company about it, uh, Todd, what is the website? It's www.audioe.com, so it's A-U-D-I-O-E-Y-E.com. I assume there's like a contact page or something? There is. We definitely okay. have a contact page. We get a lot of contact every day. People love to write to us and tell us um, they'd like us to come and talk to them about their websites. Okay, there you go, audioeye.com. Um, and... If I were you, I would make sure that I follow up. Um, you don't just have one type of customer or one industry, I should say. You you work across the board, right? Like, w- what are some of the types of customers that you serve, Todd? Well, you know, we try to um, try and tackle those 1.25 billion websites. <laughs> Uh, big chunks at a time. So we've really focused in on some of the vertical industries um, in the area of you know large private sector companies that have a lot of um, transactional things going on on their sites. Um, you think about retail, people that shop online, lots of retail. Um, you know, we do business with Uber and Lululemon and Jimmy Choo and the gallery and just you know lots of companies that do a lot of transactional stuff but also state and local governments you think about people that need service needs um, in their local communities we do a lot of work with state and local governments as well as universities and a lot of schools Um, there's a lot of schools out there in the country that we now have been able to add the audio i toolbar to where Parents are doing a lot of interacting with their with their teachers at school. They obviously have the they have to have the capability of having a really clean experience, and so um, we feel really good about uh, working with K through 12 schools across the the world, for that matter. We're doing a lot of sites in foreign countries. Wow, that's awesome! You think about the federal government. um, Just one last vertical. You know we. We do the Social Security Administration, and um, for those people that go to that site on a daily basis, I mean, they get 6 million hits a day on that site, and uh, the Social Security Administration, uh, good for them. They were adamant about making sure that that site was full accessibility so they could address any type of issue that somebody might have, that they're have low vision, or if there was dyslexia, they wanted to have all those folks have the full capacity to use their Social Security Administration Social Security Administration site. So we are on that site, our toolbar is on that site, and people are they're using it each and every day, and we feel really good about that. Well, I am very positive about AudioEye. And one of the things I do want to say is most people that know me, they know I am very, very particular about anyone I would want to partner with or anyone that I would want to put my name behind. And so to all of my listeners, I can tell you, this Todd Bankafir is the real deal. I mean, he is a man of integrity and a great leader. And you know how I am. With me, it's all about the integrity. It's all about the mission. It's all about do you really care about people with disabilities. Um, And Todd, you are 
one of the main reasons I'm so excited about AudioEye. No, that's uh, you're you're too kind, Joyce. Um, it's really this, the technology and the solution. I mean, I believe that's you know it's a technological problem, and we've got a technological solution. I think uh, that's that's the best thing out there is to be able to fix it quickly and effectively and cost uh, cost um, efficiently. So we really feel good about where we're going and what we're doing, and. Um, the staff here at AudioEye just loves getting out of bed in the morning and knowing we're making an impact on the world. So it, it has a lot to do with that, just like what you do every day, just uh, addressing the significant issues that, that affect those with disability across the world. And um, it just, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, meaningful to every, each, each one of the, each employee here at AudioEye to know what they're doing on a daily basis. So... Yeah, we love you know our what? company. Yeah, you know what I frequently say? There was a time, you know, in the, uh, before the ADA was signed, and even after, and even today, there are still issues. But at one point, you could not have access to work at a company because you could not get into the company. You know, if you used a wheelchair or had a mobility issue, you could not get in. And so now we have, with the ADA, you know, resolved this issue. However, if you can't get into the website to apply for a job, you still can't get in the company. So it's just another way of preventing people with disabilities, the opportunity to work. But hey, I've got to take a break. As you know, every single show at 2.30 or a little after, we have our news break with Perry Jude Radisick, Advocacy Matters from the Pennsylvania Rehabilitation, Disability Rehabilitation this network, this is one of my favorite people. Perry Jude, are you with us? Uh, Joyce, I am uh, I am right here. Thanks. Well, let's hear so, what you have to talk about. Yeah, so last week uh, we discussed the growing concerns of disability advocacy organizations about the nomination of Judge Brett Kavanaugh to the United States Supreme Court. Many of those organizations came out and opposed his nomination. And last week uh, at Disability Rights Pennsylvania, we posted all of that information on our website. And in fact, you can go now to our website at disabilityrightspa.org and scroll down to the bottom of the page and find that information. Since then, more organizations have come out and opposed the nomination of Judge Kavanaugh, and they have included the American Association of People with Disabilities and my own organization, Disability Rights Pennsylvania. And our opposition letters are now posted on our website right now. Again, go to our website at disabilityrightspa.org, and you can find all of that information. So both the uh, AAPD and Disability Rights Pennsylvania made our decisions to oppose Judge Kavanaugh's nomination based on two things, uh, his public comments about the Affordable Care Act and his judicial record. So let's take a look at that. On the Affordable Care Act, uh, Judge Kavanaugh has repeatedly expressed his skepticism about the ACA and the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to uphold the constitutionality of the Affordable Care Act. So, of course, we're all concerned that if he ever has the opportunity to rule on the constitutionality again of any part or on the Affordable Care Act, he might rule that the Affordable Care Act is unconstitutional. So we are concerned about that. He's also written dissenting opinions in cases up, uh, that have upheld the, uh, the Affordable Care Act. So these are cases that said the ACA, that we're going to uphold it. He's written dissenting opinions advocating 
and undermining fundamental protections for the ACA, including the individual mandate. And we know the individual mandate uh, allows people access into the marketplace. So the Affordable Care Act is so important to people with disabilities because it mandated parity in mental health care. It ended discrimination by insurers by protecting those of us with pre-existing conditions and so much more. So the ACA continues uh, to remain under constant attack today, and we need to continue to protect it. There was a case uh, in the District of Columbia called Doe versus the District of Columbia that's really concerning to us advocates in the disability community. Judge Kavanaugh, uh, as an appeal court judge in the District of Columbia, demonstrated a shameful disregard for the choice or preferences of individuals with disabilities. In that case, it was on appeal, and the district court found that an individual who lacked capacity could still make medical decisions based on their choice or preference. Judge Kavanaugh said, no way, no way, that it does not make logical sense that a person who lacked capacity could make medical decisions for themselves. So he overruled the district court's decision against the individual wishes of people with disabilities. So we're concerned about uh, Judge Kavanaugh's um, uh, demonstration of preferences of people with disabilities. So the Judiciary Committee still has hearings scheduled for Tuesday, September 4th. As we know, advocacy matters, and so does the U.S. Supreme Court. Judges are appointed for life. So you can help protect the rights of people with disabilities by asking your United States senators to vote no on Judge Kavanaugh. On our website, you can either call the, your United States senators at 202-224-3121, or you can use a link on our website to send a letter to your United States senators asking them to oppose Judge Kavanaugh. So advocacy matters. And so does your efforts to help us protect the Supreme Court and people with disabilities. So thank you, Joyce, for letting us get the word out. Oh, thank you, Perry, Jude, and Pennsylvania DisabilityRights.org, which I'm so proud to be on the board of. Uh, and Perry, Jude, you keep fighting the fight. And thank you for keeping us apprised of what's going on in the news. Uh, absolutely. And Thanks for having Audio Eye on. I know they were based in based in Tucson, a great town and a, a great state. So uh, thanks for having Audio Eye on. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you for that. All right. Have a good day, Perry Jude. Sure. You too, Joyce. Thank you. Well, Todd, see, we're like CNN. We have these new news breaks. But um, getting great. back to you, Audio Eye, um, and thank you, Perry Jude, for. Uh, saying that about audio, I yeah, um, when you, appreciate when that. You, yeah, when you do talk to companies, what, what what do you encounter as the biggest obstacles? I would say uh, almost in every company that we begin the conversation with, uh, the number one issue is that there is a belief. Um, at least in the larger companies. I mean, a lot of companies don't have the capacity, the smaller companies don't have the capacity to have large developer teams. Um, but their engineering development team, there is a belief because the sort of the um, lack of education really on the on accessibility coding and the capability of universe and capability of, of use, universal design. There's no understanding of what. Uh, their developer team is capable of doing. So they, there's this false belief that inherent in their engineering development team that they're capable of making their websites fully accessible. I think that if you, I tell this as part of my speech to a lot of CEOs, is that if you put Truth Serum in your development team right today and ask them if they really, really knew how to make the site fully accessible, that no one would raise their hand. I know that for a fact. There's, if, if nobody came out of school having been taught how to actually do the, uh, the work of accessibility when you're building a website, how would you expect them to know it today? It's a unique capability. 
Um, and like I said, there was no college or high school in this country or the world for that matter that, that uh, taught these skills during their education. So there's no set of skills out there in the marketplace today. Um, they've since started to, to inject this into the curriculum in the universities and high schools, and rightfully so. So we'll start graduating a class of students that will understand this. So when they start, when they sit down and start to build that website, they'll have accessibility in mind and they'll build it appropriately. But we've built 1.25 billion websites and we continue to build 150,000 new ones a day that are inaccessible. So when you ask your engineering team, can you make this accessible? And they say, oh yeah, we got this. And when there's no problem, we got, we got the capability of doing it. That really isn't true. And so when they get to the tough part of accessibility coding, they say, oh, I'll put that off till tomorrow. You're putting off accessibility for people with disability. I mean, you're, there's just no reason why um, they should be expecting their development teams to understand universal design and accessibility coding. And they should look to try and get some help and get some... And I'm not saying that because AudioEye comes to the rescue. I'm saying that because that's a really a, a known fact. When you ask a company if they're capable of doing it themselves, they'll say, oh, yeah, my team's great. I've got the greatest development team in the world, and they can do it. But to a company, I've seen them all come back to us and say, you know, we probably got about 75% of the way down the road, and we just really ran into a lot of issues about how to properly build this site and and fix the errors. So we probably need some help. And um, this is after, you know, six, ten months. And that's just not right for companies just to wait ten months before they make their sites accessible. Um, if you really, truly are empathetic about the idea of having people in, unable to use your site, you should get some outside help and move towards accessibility immediately. That's really my strong sentiment. Um, and I don't, um, I don't want any company to feel shame for the fact that their sites are inaccessible, but once they know they are, I think it's really the responsibility to move forward and make it accessible. To not do it is unacceptable. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. You know what I was thinking about? It would be as if you went to a company, a huge company, that needed some type of database system. We'll, we'll just say Oracle. And right. they said, oh, we don't need that. We can do that on our own. Wow, what a disaster that would be. And you know what else? What a cost. How, you know right. what I mean? What a cost to the IT department, including time. So uh, that is why I was talking to someone the other day, and they said to me, we think we don't think we need help because we think our website is accessible. And in the words of Jenny Leigh-Flurry, if you think but are not sure, I can assure you it's not accessible. So, um, I mean, this just seems like, you know, to me a no-brainer. But, you know. Yeah, Joyce, it's really, a, you know, a, a good manager has the ability to determine what they've got the capability of doing and what they don't have the capability of doing. Those are good managers. And when they can determine really fast, we don't have that skill set at our beck and call here in the company. They use subject matter experts and they go outside and they find somebody. There's companies that specialize in all types of things, as you know. And finding one that can do this work and get them moving towards accessibility as soon as possible is, is mandatory. I just really believe that strongly. So to think, you know, oh, I got the, the rock star development team in the entire world and they're, they're capable of doing this. And then it, 10 months later and they're only 70% of the way down the road, it is not acceptable. They should have been done in two months. And... Um, that's just the that's the number one issue that we run into is thinking they can do it when they really don't have the skill set because they were never taught how to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that is true. Um, yeah. And and uh, Todd, it isn't just like me. When I go tell people to hire people with disabilities at Bender Consulting Services, 
or purchase iDisability or e-training product, I don't tell them this for charity, you know, or for charitable reasons. I tell them this because of their own return on investment. And it's the same thing with AudioEye. Maybe you can talk about that. Like what business benefits can a company gain by purchasing AudioEye? Well, first and foremost, you probably got to understand that uh, it doesn't take a, a strong mathematician to determine that 15% of the world's population is a large population. So if you're negating 15% of the population from using your website, you immediately realize that you're eliminating huge spending power and huge, huge learning power that's contained in that large population. Uh, that's probably first and foremost. Secondly, uh, there is the, 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 the strong desire by the, the individuals with these disabilities across the country and across the world to use websites, so they're letting companies know through chat rooms and through lawsuits. And so to sort of eliminate your legal risk, you need to move towards accessibility as soon as possible. And our, utilizing the audio eye technology, the immediacy, we it um, allows that to happen. So we inject our software into the website, and on day one we move towards accessibility by hitting the Fix Now button, and we start remediating um, errors within hours. So you're moving towards accessibility, and no one has the ability to sort of sue you at that point, uh, even though you, know, you can sue for anything. I won't say nobody, but I, you uh, have strong... Um, Commitment towards accessibility. There's no no reason for somebody to uh, to sue you any longer. They're they're only focused on the companies that refuse to address accessibility on their websites. So you you get out of legal risk. There there's um, there's search engine optimization by cleaning up your site and making it more accessible for others. You make it more addressable and more more uh, capable for people to find you and have. Um, better searching capability of finding your your services Um, so that we know there's SEO enhancement as a result of having your site fully accessible. And for us, really, the the ROI comes with being able to address the whole 15%. Now, we we are not going to stand here and say there isn't something that we couldn't completely personalize for the for the um, person that has a disability, for every person with a disability. But we feel strongly that we've addressed a mighty portion of it. So if somebody comes to the site and has low vision, you've got the ability to increase the font. If you've got dyslexia, you can change it to dyslexic font. If you're colorblind, you can change the color. Um, if, you're aut- if you're autistic and you want to strip out some of the, um, some of the site uh, so it's just t- truly text only, um, you have the capability of doing that. So we continue to just work on addressing um, every possibility so that we can open up the the world's websites to everyone. Um, and that, I think, is probably the best ROI story for the IDOI solution is that we, we, we try to not let anybody, leave anybody behind when it comes to consuming digital content. Oh, and that that is... That is certainly a business benefit. Now, you know I know Tony Quello very well. And as author of the Americans with Disabilities Act, I mean, he's known internationally. And, of course, like me, an international speaker on epilepsy. Uh, But that is amazing. I know he's on your board. What does that mean to AudioEye to have him on your board? Think about that. You have somebody with a disability who wrote the Americans with Disability Act and sponsored it through Congress uh, to have George Bush Sr. sign it. Um, that is a man who's obviously, his reputation in the field of disabilities, right, is second to none. Um, he walks the walk, Joyce, just like you. I mean, he talks about inclusion across the world. Um, to him... Uh, this issue is personal, but he, it's meaningful because he knows he's making a difference. He's made a difference by creating this legislation that allowed people to finally be able to not have any um, uh, cap- incapability in of uh, accessing buildings and 
and uh, being able to move throughout a, a city or a town or um, a community with 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 much better ease. What more important than that? And when you look at your fellow citizen and be able to say, you know, you've got access now. Um, that was a, a huge, huge, huge part of the American history. And we're just grateful to have um, him as part of our board and believing in AudioEye. He talks about AudioEye everywhere, everywhere he goes because um, he knows how important uh, the Internet is, now the world's largest infrastructure. And uh, he knows that uh, having access to that is now, you know, probably one of the bigger issues in the world. So how um, blessed we are to have him and honored we are to have him on the board of AudioEye. And uh, I know no one that speaks ill of Tony Coelho. He's a true gentleman. Yeah. And um, what trem- I have to tell you, Todd, what tremendous credibility for AudioEye. I mean, to have the Honorable mm-hmm. Tony Coelho on your board speaks volumes yeah. about your credibility. It really does. So good for you. Yeah. I know Tony. I love Tony. Um, and, and when t- Tony, you know, Tony's one of these black or white people. There's no in between. So uh, he, he will not get behind you unless he is 100% behind you. So that is truly a great compliment to audio Yeah, we're thankful. And to- yeah, and Todd... Every year I look forward to seeing you at the Disability In Conference, and I wanted to know, uh, did you enjoy it, and, and why? Uh, of course I did. And, you know, I just, you know, I, my hat always goes off to Jill Howden and her team. Um, but this year they really pulled off the extraordinary from uh, moving from USBLN to, to now known as Disability In. What a fantastic um, rollout they did of the new name and the new and the new product. Um, but Joyce, I got to tell you, the one moment that I stand out in this year's conference was your speech to the rising leaders. I just um, sat in that room in in marvel of how you, as a woman with disability, spoke to these young young people uh, from all over the United States sitting in that room looking up to you and you leading them through a great talk about how important it is to stand up and be counted and to lead on. And you had that whole room chanting lead on at the end and I, uh, I was touched. And that was probably the most amazing moment of that uh, conference, Joyce, and I just want to thank you because it was meaningful to me and I know to the hundreds of young people that were sitting in that room listening to you. So congratulations. You did a fantastic job of just motivating uh, those young people, uh, all types of disabilities sitting in that room that you spoke to their hearts. And uh, I just, it was the, it was the highlight of that uh, conference, Joyce. So thank you. Uh, Well, you know what? It was You know what? It is so rewarding to me. Those rising leaders, oh my God, are they awesome. In case you wonder what we're talking about, Disability Inn brings in college students from across the United States that really have to fit certain levels of excellence. And they are phenomenal. They they really are. Um, And if you were ever at... Uh, disability and conference, just as Todd said, that will be one of your highlights to meet those young people. So thank you, yeah. but I'll tell you what, it is rewarding to me. It really is. I mean, those young people are phenomenal. I, I get excited every year when I meet them, uh, and thank you, but as I said, feeling is mutual. So, Todd, I was thinking about you, and I was thinking how much you have already accomplished in your life. I want to know, first, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment at AudioEye? And then, what would you consider the greatest accomplishment in your, your life, your personal life? 
Well, first of all, the greatest accomplishment in audio is just uh, being able to work with the other 60 people that I work with every day. I mean, we we have a very strong um, culture around people first, and it's really about recognizing the and respecting the dignity of every person that works for this company so that in turn they will turn around and respect the dignity and the and respect those that they work for, and that being our customers. Um, That's really an important part of our culture. Um, We have, uh, like I said, close to 60 people. We have a number of them with disabilities, and we're grateful for that. It gives us the ability to uh, utilize our product um, with our own employees, and we walk the talk here at AudioEye. We think that's um, <clears throat> we think that's really important. Um, you're the you're the queen of uh, talking about how important it is to hire people with disabilities. I couldn't I couldn't state it any being any more important than uh, having leaders of companies understand the significance of somebody <clears throat> on your staff that is so proud and so respectful and so appreciative of their job on a daily basis. And you'd get that 100% uh, when you hire somebody with a disability. Um, oh, and that is, that, that's meaningful to us. And I thank you, Joyce, for continuing to, to make that a point everywhere you go. Oh, and it is so true. It really is so true. Um, Todd, how about your personal life? What would you say is your greatest accomplishment? Uh, my 25-year relationship with my beautiful wife, Kim, and our three children who are now not children anymore. They're all in college. <laughs> I don't know where that went, but, um, you know, I just, I'm blessed. Uh, just so very blessed. And it's my, you know, I don't know if it's my greatest accomplishment, but it is the greatest accomplishment in my life to to look at, um, I have such a beautiful relationship with my wife, and then to have... Uh, three children that I can uh, uh, say really are ours and uh, feel so, 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 so good about where they're going with their lives. Respectful human beings that um, have a close relationship with their Lord and have um, done great things to date and I know will only continue to do great things going forward. So I'm blessed to have them uh, in my life. They are my greatest accomplishment. Wow. Aren't those great accomplishments, huh? What a great accomplishment. And uh, Todd, I think of you and how wonderful you are and kind you are and successful you are. I have to ask you, everyone has a role model, whether the person's here, wherever they are. What, who is your role model? Oh, it's easy. It's my grandfather. When I, he was my role model growing up. I, I lost my dad at a very early age, and my grandfather became really my father figure in my life. He was the mayor of my hometown, but by day, he was a rancher, <laughs> much like me. My whole family has grown up on ranches, cattle ranches in, uh, in northern Nevada, and... Um, he would work all day on his ranch and then drive into to, to town, Reno, Nevada, and be serve as the mayor at night and on the weekends. And I just remember he 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 was he is what our forefathers envisioned um, public service being about. You you did your daily job to support your family and to um, benefit uh, the community, but at the, at uh, in your spare time, you served uh, in some capacity to serve your community, and it doesn't necessarily have to be mayor, but he happened to be the mayor, and he took it so um, seriously. Um, I mean, he would just be drop dead tired, and I'd see him go to the into town and and uh, serve on the on the council at night and doing the the nighttime meetings as mayor, and um, he and my grandmother. Um, always told us how important it was that uh, you know you work hard you do what's right to, to take care of your family but it, uh, the rest of your time is in in service to to others and uh, I just really am thankful that I had that role model growing up because I believe it so strongly and I 
you know, I tell it to my kids, you know, um, we're not put on this earth to take care of ourselves. We're put on this earth to take care of others. And that's first and foremost what my grandfather taught me, and I am just grateful to him. Uh, he was a fantastic role, role model growing up. Wow. Well, that definitely had an impact on you that you lived, Todd. So, Todd, before we end the show, what message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, I just want uh, company and government leaders that have the ability to make a decision about whether it's important or not to have your digital content accessible or not to understand very simply that I don't believe there's anybody, I uh, haven't met anybody yet in the, in the four years I've been working here that said to me, oh, we just don't think making our sites accessible is a good thing to do. Everybody believes it is. But every day that you allow going by, to go by without making your sites accessible, both internally as well as externally, is really unacceptable. There's 15% of the population that's trying to buy or learn or, or um, um, educate themselves on something. And using sites and not being able to get through them or applying for jobs, specifically a blind person that goes to a website and is, is applying for a job and gets to the form fill and it doesn't tell them what the form fill is asking for, first name, last name, phone number, job experience, and it doesn't tell them through their screen reader? I mean, that's just, uh, you know, that's, that's not acceptable. And I'm, I'm not sitting here, you know, saying that uh, everybody's done anything maliciously wrong, but I really want leaders to think about the fact that the world is really focused on digital content, and we know that. And so making it accessible should be one of their top priorities. And so I just well, I'll recommend say, everybody. I'll say get amen it done. to that. Amen to that. And Todd, thank you so much for being with us. What a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be with you, Joyce. Thank you for all you do. Well, okay, we went in every show with a quote, and boy, does this fit what we're talking about, which is happiness lies not in the mere possession of money, it lies in the joy of achievement. In the thrill of creative effort, said President Franklin D. Roosevelt. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.